Still working out all the uh, <laughs> all the kinks. So anyway, we don't we don't have a lot of time. We gotta go. I have to leave for work in fifty eight minutes. Yay! motioning to her to say something and she just looks at me like I don't know what I wasn't looking at you I was looking at my notes well take a note of this okay. this means fill for time fill for time I am Xander I'm Madeline and we are welcoming you to the second miserable week of our Christmas episodes ugh yay thanks to <laughs> big thanks to Madeline who uh, Are you has... thanking yourself? No, other Madeline. Oh, I thought, I thought you were like, way to go, me. Maddie, she has continued to support our hashtag Abolish Christmas. Which really, <laughs> Twitter movement. I don't have a Twitter. She's the only one. She's doing it for me because I can't even do it for myself. She's also one of our best and most favorite listeners, as yes. she's always tweeting at us and giving us ideas and stuff. So we really appreciate you, Maddie. We, we do. love you. Thank you so much. So this week we are talking about favorite Christmas movies. Xander has zero, but so he's gonna make some up on the spot. I don't. I have three. You do? Yeah. Okay. I just freestyle it a little bit. <laughs> I know you have a lot to go to the island of shame. <laughs> That's topical, and it's true. <laughs> uh, yes, this episode we will once again be revisiting the Island, Island of Shame. We will be banishing our least favorite Christmas movies. That's our new segment, and I hope you're enjoying it. Please let us know if you like it and what you think should go to the Island of Shame. Yes. You are also welcome to try to throw lifelines to things as they are kicked screaming into the waters <laughs> surrounding the Island of Shame. No lifeboat. But I will not probably listen to you. Like the Titanic, there weren't enough lifeboats. Yeah, there are not enough lifeboats. So, rules about Christmas movies. And this is important. We're going to have an important discussion here. Okay. First of all, I think you have to stick with it being sort of the spirit of a Christmas movie. Okay. So, like, I've come full circle on this because, like, I was one of those diehard as a Christmas movie people because it takes place on christmas yeah but like it's not a christmas movie there's not anything about christmas the christmas spirit like it's only incidentally on christmas that fact doesn't really ever play into anything except for when he says now i have a machine gun ho 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 which is awesome <laughs> like harry potter it has not really anything to do with christmas i mean it and i get why people say that but like and this is why i'll never succeed at anything <laughs> 
Uh, okay. <laughs> is because I don't, I can't go along to get along. So like the reason I'll never be a successful musician is because I'm like, I, I, I can't just be like, yeah, Queen's the greatest band ever. I can't let people just say shit like that. I'm like, actually, no. Like, Queen's <laughs> a fine band, but, like, not even close to one of the greatest bands ever. And I can't just let people be like, huh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I can't just be like, oh, it's funny. I'm like, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, have a fucking personality. And so, because I won't let people sort of have their ironic moment, or love what they love because I'm just such a, a Scrooge about everything. I'll never be successful and happy, but I'm not, I'm saying it now. Like Die Hard doesn't count here. Sure. It's not I agree. like, I think that, that the 1986 film predator is the greatest Christmas movie of all time <laughs> because it's about someone coming from far away to distribute gifts to the good girls and boys and punish gifts those who are bad. What gifts do the Predators bring? They give Danny Glover a gun at the end of Predator 2. <laughs> That's Predator 2. We're talking about Predator 1. Well, it's one larger Predator. Oh, the Predator game. universe. <laughs> yeah, which consists of Predators 1 and 2 and the Adrian Brody movie. <laughs> and Alien vs. Predator 2. What about Alien vs. Predator 1? We just don't talk about that one. I, I don't know. And I'm going to have to call on the research fairy for this. Also, research fairy, while you're checking stuff, will you check that Predator was 86? I feel like it was because that's when Master of Puppets came out, and I assume that was just a kick-ass year. <laughs> but could you double-check for me that that's when that came out? But also, did Paul W.S. Anderson direct Alien vs. Predator 1, and is that why it's been neglected from the Book of Life? Is that the one in the in like the North Pole or whatever? Yeah. The really the only cool thing about that is that they got Lance Hendrickson, who was Bishop, to come be the Whalen Corp guy. The Whalen, and the idea County? being that of course that the the androids would be him. Yeah. In the future, which I kind of like. That it was subtle. They didn't talk a whole lot about it, but I like that it was there for yeah. you. Hey, it's the research fairy. I got a couple of things to say. First of all. Predator came out in 87, idiot, but I guess it was filmed in 86, so they might have been listening to Master of Puppets while they were on set. Two, yes, Paul Fuckface W.S. Anderson did in fact direct Alien vs. Predator 1, which might explain why it's such an unmitigated disaster. And finally, if you're going to call me here, maybe pause for a second so that there's a place for me to naturally insert myself into your conversation rather than having to tack myself on at the end. So, it has to be a Christmas movie... Um, You've already told me I can't say Muppet Christmas Carol again. So, I thought, for the sake of argument, because we're doing three and two again, you cannot say Muppet Christmas Carol. But know that it is one of my, it's my favorite Because we both agree that it's like elevated to new hotness. Yeah. And I will not say The Grinch. I thought you were for sure going to say that. I didn't put it on my list. I put the song on there and I don't just want to refresh my, you know, like, Obviously, I love that. And I think one of the things that I learned when we were doing the Halloween episodes is that, like, it does get a little bit repetitive if I'm like, I like Halloween, too, every <laughs> single time we talk about anything. So Just know that those are two things yeah, th- love. Those are both there. Um, I don't think – I think it has to be longer than a single episode. So it can't be, like, a half-hour episode. But if it's a Christmas special, uh-huh. it counts. Yeah. So you can say the Charlie Brown stuff because it's a special. It's like its own thing. 
But you couldn't just be, you can't count like the Buffy Christmas episode as yeah a Christmas movie. Maybe we'll do it as a separate episode if we decide to. I think that we have already done too many Christmas episodes. We have many more to come. No. Well, I think those are fine rules, and they didn't exclude anything I picked, so ha. Damn it. All right, well, but why, speaking, why don't you go first? Speaking of Predator, there are some action movies that are Christmas movies. And one of my top no, favorite... No, this does not count as an action movie. Yes, it does. Uh, it's full of action and fun, and it's got one of the greatest action stars of all time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The, the greatest living action star and because he was in predator i will allow this that is jingle all the way now you might be saying that's wrong like xander did but here's the thing (laughs) you're not gonna do it you're not gonna do it do what you could tell me to put the cookie down. I'm about oh. to, Jesus Christ. So I'm holding the cookie. I'm about to put well, it in my mouth. Put the cookie down. I'm literally giving her the I can't the do it good, Arnold. You do it put to me. Put the cookie down. There you go. You're good, Arnold. Anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a national treasure. Maybe not our nation because, no. well. He's an American citizen. Yeah, that's true. He's fucking governor of California. He is a national and California treasure. I love him. We just watched um, Last Action, Last Action Hero. Hero. And that movie is amazing. But, uh. Jingle All the Way has always been one of my favorites because there's something about Arnold Schwarzenegger that is so endearing that, like, even though he is the buffest, most muscly mattress salesman I've ever seen in my whole life, and he's kind of a jerk to his family in the beginning of that movie, I still love him. Like, he does this thing where he just makes you just really feel for him, even though he's kind of a little bit of a dick. His ability to poke fun at himself, too, is great. Like... And that was true last action hero. We're like, I'm famous comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> like, I like that they kind of like poke at each himself a little bit. And the digs that they took at Planet Hollywood and stuff yeah. where it's like, I appreciate that you're ready to laugh at yourself a little bit because we all love you. Yeah. Just so, remember, you're my number one customer. So we... um. One of our family traditions, we watch a Schwarzenegger movie on the holidays. Um, I don't know how quite why we do that, but I like but it. Awesome. It makes me happy. So I'm sure this year I will be dragged kicking and spinning. We are in something of a cold war, uh, uh, a stalemate where like until she watches Predator again, I will not watch <laughs> Jingle All the Way again. We're going to have to do a double feature, like I think. tectonic plates grinding next against time, each other. Maybe next Saturday, we'll do a double feature. Yeah. Which one goes first? Predator. Okay. It came out first. But I just think Jingle All the Way is a really good movie. It's a really good article. Those are my movie. cookies. It's so funny. Him and Sinbad, Sin, Sinbad play really funnily off each other. I like that you called Sinbad Sinred. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Like... <laughs> That's a pretty intense Freudian slip. Why? Why do you hate Sinbad? I so love much? that cop who I can't remember what his name is. He and Arnold Schwarzenegger keeps like hitting his car and dumping hot coffee on him, and in the end, he like goes to any lengths just to make his kid happy, even though. Um, if he had been a better father on a longitudinal level, <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't have had. To. But I think it has the spirit of what good Christmas movies have, which is like, in the way it's like you learn something. And, like, a lot of Christmas movies are like, look, we didn't 
we didn't learn the lesson throughout the whole movie, but by the end of the movie, we learned the lesson that, like, we need to love each other and cherish our families more, and, like, from now on, it's going to be So are you going to apply that same lesson rubric that makes Schwarzenegger the hero of that movie? Are you ready to apply that to Love Actually, a movie where you constantly talk about how the people in it are trash? We will get to that. I thought we might, but (laughs) I just want you to know I'm calling you out. No, that you... I have notes. I have half a page of notes that I need to talk about, and we need to speed things up so I can get to them. I am calling you out. We'll get back to it. What is your first favorite? So, I need to use a visual aid, which we will be tweeting out in my (laughs) own defense. Uh, Let me get to it real quick. So, I am picking Gremlins. I I thought Gremlins was the same thing as Die Hard. You know, I thought you might say that. So what, we're gonna gonna scroll forever. Yes, shut up, okay. You tell me that that is not a Christmas movie. Gizmo's wearing a little Santa hat and playing a a a electric keyboard. Is that a synthesizer? I mean, I'm bad at things like that. So I'm just saying, you tell me that's not from a Christmas movie. Is that it's Gremlins one? Yeah. It is like Die Hard is set on Christmas, but like the fact that it's Christmas repeatedly has an effect on the plot, which is why I'm going to say, like, yeah, it's a monster movie too. Like, Gizmo's adorable, and it is sort of about a family coming together on Christmas. Yeah. Does it have a a message? I mean that you can microwave animals' heads and blow them up. (laughs) I haven't seen Gremlins in so long. The cool thing about Gremlins... I couldn't remember the ending. um, As a film is Gremlins is the reason there's a PG-13 rating. Really? Yeah. Because that was a PG movie, but they... Because they were like, this is not She R. puts one of the monsters in the fucking microwave and blows it up. And they're like, how is... Like, it's not an R-rated. Obviously, it's not an R yeah. film. But, like, this is a little more... But, than, like, we shouldn't show this to our five-year-olds. And maybe we should have a difference between okay for an eight-year-old and okay for a 20-year-old. <laughs> there so, is some ages in between. That's okay. like the Mortal Kombat of movies. Like, it... it the PG-13 rating exists because of Gremlins. I didn't know that. Which is a great movie, uh, especially if you watch it sort of back-to-back with Back to the Future. And note how eerily similar the towns are in it. It's filmed on the same lot. I think so. They're both good movies. But Gizmo in the Christmas Hat is really what sold me. Um, it's a cute movie. Who didn't want a Mogwai? Everybody did. Like, although, you know, like, it ha- like Mogwai have their own questions that come with them. Like, it, it says you can't feed them after midnight, but isn't, like, all of the day after midnight? So, like, when can you feed them? Yeah, they should have been more specific. Like, that you can't feed them between midnight and 6 a.m. or something. And, like, how do you bathe them? How do they know what time zone they're in? Like, well, they probably bathe, like, chinchillas, like, in dust. Their cities bathe in dust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a great movie, and everybody should watch it. Um... I forget that I had a huge crush on the on the female lead of that movie, much like the hero of that movie. And even though I wanted to grow up to be a different person, I definitely turned into the dad from that movie, where I'm like <laughs> trying to sell people crap they don't want and shooting toothpaste all over everything. So, you're up. What's your next one? Um, my next one is a classic, and it's my favorite of the sort of claymation era Christmas movies, which is A Year Without a Santa Claus. I think. It is a really good movie with a really good message. 
I love the picture of you as a baby where you look just like Heat Miser. Yeah. So, uh, he's got a big I... head and orange hair, and you had a big head and orange hair. I do have a big head. Thanks for reminding me. I can only just recently start wearing hats again because of <laughs> because of my self consciousness of my big head. And you look really good in that hat. Thank you. I have two hats. Anyway, when I was a, a young little baby, I had would like only eat sweet potatoes, and so my mom fed me sweet potatoes for like all meals. Topical, <laughs> as you now still only eat sweet potatoes. And. Uh, I started eating so many sweet potatoes that I turned, like, slightly orange. And my hair was, like, slightly red and orange when I was a baby. So I looked just like Heat Miser. If I can somehow pull that picture from my mom, I will tweet it out. And it's you can, an adorable picture. Um, but anyway, the Miser Brothers are probably the best part of that movie, if everyone's being honest with themselves. Like, Snow Miser, Heat Miser, their respective songs that are the same but slightly different are amazing. Which bro- which miser do you identify with? Dude, I've definitely, uh, what what what's the other snow miser? Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a snow miser. You're snow miser. Yeah. Cause you're like kind of fun and whimsical, but you also but are, like, like I love also poking, yeah. <laughs> poking the bear that is heat miser. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Every time I try to send a little snow to Southine, he turns it into rain, or even worse, fog. <laughs> I love fog, though. <laughs> um, but I think that one has a good message. Like, I think it's really interesting because it's kind of an older movie, and they're talking about how, like, oh, kids don't have Christmas spirit anymore, and at that point, they didn't even have Game Boys. So, it was predictive. <laughs> Topical! <laughs> uh, Game Boys! But, like, they, they, the Mrs. Claus wants to find some Christmas spirit to make... Uh, miss mr claus like feel like yeah, see, you know, i feel like the person i identify most with in that movie is santa claus it's like, <laughs> it was like no one cares about me. this sucks <laughs> you all have fucked up this thing that i love i'm not doing it i don't want any part of this i'm gonna take a vacation eat a dick <laughs> <laughs> but mrs claus is like no there still is um christmas spirit out there we just have to find it and then she finds that family in south town and they're a really sweet family and they work so hard try to get to get poor little vixen she's just a baby it's my favorite line from that movie yeah you, you, she quotes this line i would say once a week <laughs> minimum all year um but in the end all the whole world decides to give santa claus a holiday and they send him him presents instead and i just think that's a really sweet message once again, the movie that you've chosen and the message that you're supporting is that one large act of uh, one large performative act of compassion makes up for a lifetime of <laughs> neglect. I don't think there's a lifetime of neglect. There's a lot of people who love Santa Claus. When in your lifetime have you sent Santa Claus a present? Last year. Uh-huh. I sent him a chocolate orange. She lies. <laughs> oh, my point is one time in the distant past, they did one nice thing for Santa Claus, and then they never did it again. But it wasn't, the point wasn't that, oh, he should stop working and, like, everyone should work for him. It's just that, like, people should be kinder to each other. And that's all he wanted, is, like, See, for people to consider each other and to, like, to ultimately, like, put kindness first. And, um, just love each other see i feel like the message of that movie is that like 
the people who work the hardest to make the world a good place are completely underappreciated. That's true. And that the climate is being controlled by dangerous <laughs> demons <laughs> who are feuding with one another. And this is causing the world to be a very unstable place. Um, it has great songs, too. All the songs in yeah, that. For in a that. horror movie. <laughs> for a horror movie. About weather monsters who are fighting. It's gonna snow oh, oh, one day in Dixie. All will be white. Overnight there will be snow. I want you to think about the fact that you're singing a song about how it will be white overnight in Dixie. <laughs> Maybe. Like. Because of the snow. Yeah, that's a dog whistle. Uh, I feel like the only thing it should snow in Dixie is radioactive fallout. So yikes. Well, anyway, I I love this one. It's my favorite of all the claymation ones. I like it even better than Rudolph, and some of the other ones i think it's really cheery and i love the style of that i yeah. think like it definitely exists in that time period um but it's it like that claymation style just like screams christmas to me because of those movies so i will always love them that's fair i'm gonna pick a classic to uh a much maligned classic Ooh. actually right now it's experiencing kind of it's like it's ubiquity i think is causing a backlash is it baby? It's cold outside. No, uh, it is a Christmas story. Oh, uh, people don't like it anymore. I feel like they think it's like problematic. No, I don't think it's problematic, but I think it's just because it's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there are problematic elements to it. the The Chinese food restaurant's yeah. a little bit problematic, uh, but I think on the uh, in general, the people the reason people don't like it is because it's just everywhere, and you know, one of those cable channels plays it. All day on yeah, Christmas. I think TNT. I think no. I think you're right. Or TBS. Right. One of those. They literally play it back to back to back to back to back. But that was one that was my like my favorite as a kid. Mm-hmm. And again, I grew up to be the dad from that movie. All three of the movies on my list actually, I grew up to be the dad in. <laughs> you're um, the grumpy dad in a Christmas movie. Is that what you? He's want? not grumpy though. That one, but. He has, and this is something you pointed out to me several times off air when talking about this show, is they say, he, Ralphie says about his dad, my father worked in profanity the way other artists worked in oils <laughs> or clay. It was his true medium, a master. <laughs> and they said there's another one where he's fucking yelling at the furnace, and it's like there's a blue cloud that still hangs over Washington Street or whatever. And, like, I just love that his dad out there screaming at the at the at the furnace or at the car it's like that's where i am as a, as a man i yell at everything that i'm working on and fucking screaming and i like to hope that one day i too will master the the medium of profanity <laughs> <laughs> you're on your way i'm working on it you're on your way but i think that it's like it's so perfectly for me shows like the spirit of that time of year when you're a kid mm-hmm and he says at the beginning, he's like Christmas, the the center around the whole, which the whole kid year is built. It's like, it mm-hmm. is yeah. the way that you mark the passing of time. And, you know, I think we all remember our Red Rider BB gun. Like, everybody got one. I remember when I was a kid, I would start school in August. And, like, August just meant that it was my birthday. And then school would start, and then I'd be like, okay, that means that some, soon we're going to get Christmas break. <laughs> I just got to make it work. till then. 
Like I get to work and I'm like, it's only two and a half hours until I get my break. <laughs> like, it's it's why coming back from lunch is the most depressing part of the day because it means that there's nothing left but misery until I can leave. Yeah, but then you get to leave. Yay! I feel like the performances in that movie are really strong, and even though the narration's a little hokey, it's I like that kind of thing where they're like telling you what he's thinking, what everybody's talking about, but yeah. you're watching the scene and the narrator's not part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I do wonder if like I feel like that kind of narration has become so in vogue since then that like. I feel like it's one of the first movies that really, yeah. I remember doing that. You're talking about sort of like the Blair Witch effect where it's like, it's been so overdone that you kind of, afterwards. Yeah, that it kind of makes you think of the first one not as favorably. Yeah. Fun fact that I found out during the research for this episode, uh, the director of A Christmas Story also directed another Christmas movie. What movie? Black Christmas. Oh, geez. Yeah. We're going to come back to that later, but I do want to. In fact, I'm not going to come back to it later. Black Christmas is the first thing that I am sending to the Island of Shame. Because everybody told me, all we ever heard is like, oh, well, Black Christmas is like, it predates Halloween. It's the first slasher movie. Like, it's the best. It's this amazing film. And like, I used to listen to this horror podcast very briefly where... They talked about how it was better than Halloween and like because it was like a more woke movie and all of this stuff. And I what we watched it. I bought it. And we watched it. And it's like the stupidest fucking movie in the world. <laughs> like, I understand that it's important that doesn't make it good. Like I understand why people think it's an important milestone in cinema, but that doesn't make it a good movie. Yeah. Well, I don't I feel like it doesn't do anything that it's doing well. Like it's not particularly scary. It's not particularly interesting. It's not paced very well. It's just kind of a meh. It's shot poorly. I mean, like, I, you. The thing is, Halloween succeeds despite its budgetary shortcomings. And I would, I would argue, some in some cases, it succeeds because of its yeah. budget shortcomings. A lot like Jaws, where, like, the reason that it works is because it they couldn't do what they. Yeah, the choices that they made because of the fallbacks actually helped them. Yeah, made it more artistically interesting. Whereas, like, Black Christmas sort of never goes anywhere. And it looks bad. And it doesn't look bad in a stylistic way. It looks bad in, like, a a shitty looks bad way. (laughs) Like, not finished. Also, and I I think I read somewhere somebody making that the the only difference between Black Christmas and Halloween is Carpenter's soundtrack. And even if that were true, even if that were the only deciding factor, you know, that would be like saying, well, the only difference between the Chicago Bulls and every other team in basketball is Michael Jordan. Well, it's like, yeah, well, that's a pretty big fucking difference. So because it was so hyped up and because it routinely gets brought up when you talk about like the history of horror or Christmas movies, people bring up Black Christmas. Black Christmas is not even the best Christmas themed horror episode or Mm -hmm. horror movie that honor would go to either Silent Night Deadly Night which is absolutely fantastic and deserves to exist if only because of its sequels where that guy shoots the dude in the head while he's trying to take out his garbage and there's like garbage day (laughs) and like I watched that whole movie it does not make any more sense in context than it does out of it but even if like, like, that movie by itself is awesome. 
But also the Tales from the Crypt episode uh, with the the slasher guy. I don't think I've seen that. Okay, directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cool. Can we watch it? Yeah, it was his directorial debut. I and love I think Arnie. to this day, possibly the only thing he ever directed. Wait, what's his fake name again? Arnold. Arnold Braunschweiger. I love Arnold Braunschweiger. The famous <laughs> comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. Um, that is my tag team. That director, whose name I don't know, Research Fairy. Okay, guys, so weirdly enough, Bob Clark, the director in question, not only directed both Black Christmas and A Christmas Story, he also directed Porky's and Baby Geniuses 2. So the guy's got some issues. Also, twice in one episode seems a little excessive. Do your own fucking research. You Thanks, get Research Fairy. You get one on the... On the Desert Island, and one sent forever to the Island of Shame. So, what's your next, what's your final choice? So, my final favorite Christmas movie is Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 version, which I know is controversial. Wrong. No. Uh, the reason why I picked this version is the incredible Richard Attenborough, Richard Attenborough who is... Born to play Santa Claus. I grant you that that's a good casting. And, and I grant you that Mara Wilson is fantastic in everything yes. that she does. I feel like other than those two performances, though, it like lacks all of the sort of soul that the other one has. I don't think so. And those two are the core two people of the movie. Okay, but just because you have good actors does not mean you have a good movie. I, I think I really... Well, part of the reason I like that movie the most, I think, is that when I was a little kid, I also kind of looked like Mara Wilson. Like, when I went to see Matilda, um, the people in the theater were like, oh my gosh, you look just like her. And so I always really liked her because, you know, like, narcissism. Yeah, because of your aforementioned big head. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that movie. I love the... I love the message of that movie and i think like for a chris my favorite christmas movies are all about the message of like being kind to others and like living in the christmas spirit and like trying to bring that christmas joy to like every day of the year sure. which is like what the muppet christmas carol is about and i think this movie does a really good job of of being like you should believe in santa because he represents kindness and love and family and bringing joy to others and like that's something that we should always be doing not just children and not just you know silly people yeah. i think that that's an important message i think it's a good message and i think that's a it's a good movie i prefer the original just because i find that it's yeah but the alice and janney part where she goes to that guy and she's like your santa claus just told me to go to a different store to to buy this toy because it's cheaper there, which means I'm gonna shop at your store for everything but toilet paper and bananas, because the store that puts the mom above the almighty dollar at Christmas time deserves my business. And I'm like, yes, Alice and Janney, preach. Go off, you millionaire, you <laughs> in your in your soulless studio remake of an older movie. I like it. It's it's, my it's a fine movie. Remember when we talked about how you can't just be sad when I disagree with you? Yeah. And you can't just do the puppy dog thing when I'm like, I don't think the remake is as good as the original. I do. I like, I prefer it. And that's a way to think. I get that movie confused with 
Mr. Smith goes to Washington a lot. Because That's the, a very different move. The climax of both movies involves a large amount of mail being brought in for dramatic effect. Yeah, that's true. Well, they don't bring a large amount of mail. They're just like, hey, go give go give the judge this Christmas card. And she gives them the Christmas oh, card. In the original, they like dump out like all the letters to Santa Claus. No, so... In- and the guy in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington was also in uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Well, uh... In the, re- in the remake, which now I can tell that you have never seen, because you would remember. That means we're going to have to watch it. No. Yes. She... I'm not watching it. The lawyer, um, he gives Mara Wilson a little Christmas card that has a dollar bill in it, and she brings it to, up to the judge, like, while he's going right to... She before. bribes the judge? No. On the dollar, it has circled, In God We Trust. And then he gives this whole speech about how if the United States as as a people can put God and their faith in God, even though they have no idea if he exists or not, if they can put their faith in that, then we as a people should be able to put our faith in Santa Claus and that there's no way to prove that this guy isn't him. And then, and then he's like, he is our Santa Claus. And everyone goes, yay! Thus creating the most dangerous legal precedent <laughs> in the state of New York. <laughs> Just because we can't prove this person is not Superman does not mean... I mean, really, there's no way that's going to hold up on appeal. You think they're going to send Santa Claus back to prison? I mean, if I were Santa Claus, I mean, it's not like they can seize his passport. I would leave. You got magic reindeer or some bullshit. Why Santa Claus would choose to go to New York, a, a Sodom and Gomorrah, if ever there was one? I don't know. Because his reindeer live in Central Park. There's got to be a better place for reindeer to live, like anywhere else in the world. Like Montana. Yeah. Where nobody would arrest a bearded man living in the woods because (laughs) (laughs) that's just, that's everybody who lives in Montana. I think that just means Santa's like a man of the people. He wants to be with the people and figure out how they're feeling. No, the people of the city of New York are not the people. (laughs) Yeah, but the union workers support him. Yeah. That's because they're good. The union people are good all around and are never wrong. Anyway, what's your last movie? Christmas Vacation. Oh. Oh, do I get to like... Yeah, I do not like that movie. I like it. <laughs> your face. I wish... I, I feel like I need to vlog. No, I need to vlog. vlog me. I don't have my sunglasses on. Why? You said you were going to wear the shark ones. Oh, he's putting on sunglasses, everyone, so yeah. that I could video this. Make the face. Make the cowering face. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Great job. So now that we've taken a little vlog break, <laughs> I grew up into the dead from Christmas Vacation in this in a hard way. Yeah. <laughs> because to quote the immortal Keith Morris, I hate my job. <laughs> I hate the people that I work with. I hate the police. I just there's some we watched this with your family one yeah, time. And, and everybody I, but you laughed and laughed. I feel like your dad wasn't laughing either. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Father Christmas himself was not. But I I feel like your dad and I were just sitting there like, hmm. I, I don't think I think I just don't like that humor. Like that style of See, humor. It just doesn't reach me. I had to we have to have I have to have a Christmas comedy on the list. Yeah. Because otherwise they're gonna subject me to Elf, a movie that literally puts gives me a fucking panic That's attack. That's fair. That's fair. I cannot watch it. It makes me physically sick. So Cause cr- it's too like cringy? It's awful. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. 
I can't. And Christmas Vacation is all about how like, Christmas makes you spend time with people you don't really want to spend time with. <laughs> and people you didn't invite. And like you really just want to be left alone. And you want a pool to like hang out in. And then your boss fucks you over because nobody appreciates you. And I'm like, that's me. And then he's, <laughs> that's me. And he says, I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-looking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, warm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. What? Hallelujah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> And I feel like that all the time, where I will like go on a tirade and then end it with "Holy shit, where's the Tylenol?" Like, and I would like to put that even though he's rude to his cousin or whatever, when he says he wants his boss tied up and brought to their house, his cousin goes and kidnaps his boss. And I feel like America would be a better place if more bosses were kidnapped, hogtied, and drugged to people's houses. Probably. That if we were to burn more business owners alive on Christmas as our Yule Logs, we would all be happy. Well, you would think some of these people would have learned from Scrooge. You would think that some of these people... No, the problem is because it's always stories. Nobody ever kills them. (laughs) Maybe we need to all dress up as ghosts and go visit our bosses on Christmas Eve and be like, We will haunt you forever! But see, that's not the threat. The threat is like you're going to die alone and nobody cares about you and your fucking legacy is bullshit. Yeah, that's true. So I think what we should do is bring back crucifixion. (laughs) That's an intense statement you just made. Is to be like, what up? You love Jesus, allegedly, even though you treat people like shit. (laughs) Even though you never follow any of his teachings. So to get you closer to Jesus, we're going to crucify you. Yikes. As seen in Conan the Barbarian, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold is great. Where James Earl Jones says, contemplate this on the tree of woe. Crucify him. And I feel that way about everyone who owns a business that employs more than eight people <laughs> in this country. <laughs> so, now we gotta, you have to send something to the island of I have more than one, but there is only one major one that I need to send to the Island of Shame. And if this movie were to go to the Island of Shame, I would live happily for many, many years. Live actually, maybe? Yes, I would. Topical. Topical. (laughs) Love Actually is a horrible movie. Here's the thing, guys. You need to look at the facts. Most, the majority of those stories are not happy and they're about horrible people doing horrible things. And they're not Christmassy at all. They never learn a lesson. All they do is just be shitty to each other and it's near Christmas time and no one learns anything and they're all horrible people. Alright, so this is going to be my favorite one to talk about because I only, I think I only ever saw this movie once. Let me, let me break it down for you. Hold on. I want to give this full disclaimer. And... I only really watched it because I was super into Kira Knightley. <laughs> like so, Rick Grimes. Yeah. Hey, Rick Grimes. Uh, that's a little creepy the way you did that, Rick Grimes. That's my first uh, problem with that movie. It was a little shady. but um, So I only sort of half remember it. Mm-hmm. 
But isn't the story with like Liam Neeson and his kid kind of cute? Yeah, that one's good. Like, but it's a, it's still a little weird. But like, but like that one's good. I like that. Isn't that one. one where he's like he learns about like he's like I have to be here for this kid and like I don't know how to do that, but like we're gonna try to do this together. Like that one was kind of nice. And then his son commits like an act of international terrorism at the end, <laughs> yeah. and that's how you know it's in England, not America, because in Is America they fucking lit that kid up like in Twelve Monkeys and shot him like fourteen times. That one's okay, and, like, the Hugh Grant one is, like, questionable in that, like, it has a kind of happy ending, but there's, like, a lot of things about how, like, everyone calls that girl fat through the entire story, even though she is, like, a normal human being, and then Billy Bob Thornton is the president of the United States and tries to sexually assault her. Which, to be fair, was oddly (laughs) topical, (laughs) because an unqualified maniac sexual predator turned out to be the president (laughs) so that's messed up the rick grimes Keira knightley story is really screwed up like he what first of all as a wedding photographer screwed up their wedding video by taking only extreme close-ups of her face during the entire day which is weird well we don't know that there's not a second (laughs) camera but he didn't use any of that footage yeah it's weird that he edited that way It's creepy. And then he's that guy is supposed to be his best friend. And he's going out there trying to tell her he loves her on Christmas Eve and like guilting her. It's just messed up. Also, Snape, horrible person in this movie. He cheats on his wife. I feel like the real villain of that story is that woman who's going through his shit. <laughs> like if you hadn't been going through his stuff, you wouldn't have been heartbroken. No, what? Are you kidding? Curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> That's his wife. And she was just looking like normal and found a nice present. And then he gives it to that lady who is not his wife. And they, and I just, it's bad. And she has to live sadly by herself listening to Joni Mitchell and crying on Christmas. Because Snape's such a bastard. The lesson in there is don't go through people's stuff. It's not the, there is no lesson except that people are awful. <sighs> Laura Lenny's story, also terrible. Basically, she just doesn't get to have a life because her brother has mental illness. And the end of that story has no positive effects. I don't know. I don't even remember. Is that the movie? Is, is Love Actually the movie where that one person like moves to Portugal? Yes. That's <laughs> Colin Firth is a fucking human trafficker. <laughs> and he moves to Portugal to write a book or whatever. Or maybe he's in France and she's Portuguese. I can't remember. But she doesn't speak English. And he keeps trying to talk to her in English, never really learns Portuguese until the very end, and wants to marry her despite them never having a single conversation. And his her dad tries to sell him to her like a cow. I mean, this is not a happy Christmas movie, people. I don't understand why people love this movie. I'll let you love it. I'm not trying to say you can't ever watch Love Actually. I'm just saying I never want to watch it ever again. And it's not Christmassy, and there's no good Christmas message, and I hate it. There's a certain stripe of people who, because the actors are British, that means that they're good people no matter what they do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because England is romantic, which is a sentiment, I think, only held by people who have never been to England. Although, the other story that's okay is, like, that old guy um, whose name I can't remember, who's, like, the singer, and he makes the Christmas song, and him and his, like, manager, like, have a Christmas together. And that's a nice story of friendship. But the other ones all are bad. That's I don't like know. I don't think the Liam Neeson one is bad. I like that one. No, no, no. But the, I said those three, two are, two, I think I can give, like, 
B's to. The one I can give like a C plus, and then all the rest of them F's. So anyway, Love Actually. It sucked. Island a of shitty Shame. Movie, Island of Shame. <laughs> Island of Shame. <laughs> we sent it to the Island of Shame on a on a on a raft, and then we shot up the raft. Yeah. <laughs> we marked up the raft. So to get us back on track, what is your second Island of Shame? Um. So. Nominee. There's there's two more I have that I don't have a lot to say about. They just it, they really speak for themselves. One of them we mentioned last week, which is the Christmas Shoes movie. They made a movie? With Rob Lowe. Holy shit. It's the biggest piece of garbage I have ever seen. I couldn't finish it. Holy shit. Yes. That needs to go to the Island of Shame. God damn. Island of Shame. So... Had kind of a hard time coming up with another one to send to the island of shame. Because you have too many. Yeah, because like I'm like I want to banish like the the Hallmark movies to the island all of shame, of them. but like all of them. And <laughs> I they, mean, it's all the same. movie. They're all the same movie, which is a, a woman from New York goes to some quaint small town and meets an amazingly hunky guy who lives there, <laughs> who teaches her how to love Christmas. You know. If you have a formula, why why stray from it? Nickelback's doing fine. Yeah, yeah, but nobody argues that Nickelback is like relevant. They're not like, <laughs> oh, it's Nickelback season. <laughs> you know, like what season is Nickelback season? Summer, I think. I don't know. I feel like Nickelback season is like late summer, early fall because like they're kind of melancholy too. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, and I would also like to say that like Nickelback gets a lot of shit for basically being regular-ass rock music. Yeah. Like, I don't have any problem with Nickelback. Like, it's not the best music in the world, but it's certainly not anywhere nearly as bad as people say it is. <laughs> no, I think I don't have a choice. Yeah. I think I realize my hands are tied. Okay. And I have to send Elf <laughs> to the Island of Shame. And I didn't want to do it because I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah. Because I, I it, it's horrifying to me. It's the and it like it is Will Ferrell at his absolute worst and most obnoxious and the plot is stupid. Doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And he just shrieks every line, he's yelling and it's just it's loud and pointless. And not funny at all. Like, it's only funny if you think that, like, having no idea how humans behave is funny. Yeah. But I I don't think that that's funny. I like, is it James Caan as his dad? I think yeah. that's the actor. I think he's really good in that. Like, I think him, is he is very good as the dad, which is being like, I don't know what's happening. This guy is mentally insane. For some reason, my entire family thinks it's funny. But, like, this guy is, has some serious issues. I do think the point of the movie, like, if you really dig down deep to the core, which is, like, you should bring some childlike wonder to your life. Like, don't be a James Caan who's just, like, drilling through life without any kind of joy and appreciating your family. But at the same time, I think that it is so cringy. And you have to really not be embarrassed by that kind of stuff to enjoy it. And I am so easily embarrassed by other people's actions that... I do think it's like... Fu 
I feel like it's one of those movies that, like, I liked the first time I saw it, like, Napoleon Dynamite or something. And, like, the second time I'm like, I I think I might actually hate this. See, I had the exact, exact opposite. Really? My mom and I watched Napoleon Dynamite together the year that it came out. And it was, like, a big deal. And we watched it. And it was like, did I get, do I have a concussion? (laughs) And we both went out at, like we went to work and you know we did all this stuff that you do in a normal day and i came home from school and she said to me i'll never she was like do you want to watch that movie again and i was like yeah i do and you liked it the second time and we watched it and the second time we just laughed and laughed and laughed and i feel like we had to like sit with it for a minute <laughs> to try to process what the fuck was happening whereas with elf which i admittedly have not seen all of uh it just seems like a movie that was made just to be a bunch of gifts people use. Like, I do think that may have had a negative effect on it for me specifically because it's one of those like Rick and Morty slash yeah. office things where it's like I might have liked this at one point and I might like it in the future. But the way that it exists with like the Internet and people I know now, I can't like it because it's just like, oh, how many times is someone going to make I'm Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? Like their Facebook status are posting gifts of it. And it's just like, it's oversaturated. And so it's hard to enjoy. Well, and it's liked by a bunch of people who are like, oh my God, I'm going to scream about Christmas stuff and I'm going to dress up in a silly outfit and yell, but I'm going to be a total bitch to you if you're really into Halloween. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting because we sent two beloved Christmas movies to the Island of Shame. So I bet. We also sent both of my mom's favorite Christmas movies. Really? Movie. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. Both of them <laughs> to the Island like, of Shame. I think Love Actually and Elf are probably two of the most liked Christmas movies. And while I love my mom, I hate both of them. <laughs> Although I would rather watch Love Actually if I have to watch one Between of them. Between the two? I don't know. I because think I'd rather watch Elf. We, we did touch on a few redeeming qualities. That's true. I think Elf has a good ending. Like, I think the spear of James Conn sticking up for his son and, like, um, loving the, and, like, realizing family is the most I important I just feel thing. so bad for old Jimmy Conn that, like, <laughs> he must have needed Scratch <laughs> to lower himself to being in that shit show. Like, because he was in some great movies. Yeah. Anyway, Elf permanently banished to the... To the island, island of shame. You don't ever want to fucking hear about it again. And it's not like I don't think Will Smith is... Or Will Smith. I don't like Will <laughs> is Will Smith in any Christmas movies? Probably. Never seen him. I feel like Elf would have been way better if Will Smith <gasps> That would have been it. good. I like Will Ferrell. I think Will Ferrell can be very, very funny. Anchorman is a very funny movie. Yeah. The Talladega Nights is pretty funny. And that's like a loud, annoying dickhead movie. But Elf is not funny. It's, it's stupid and it should be destroyed. Yeah. So if you had to pick one, I'm turning the tables on you. You're going to do it first this time. If you had to pick one to keep. One to keep. Your fa- all favorite all-time Christmas movie. Ah, that's tough. I feel like I, I, my gut says the one that I watch the most is Christmas Story. And okay. I feel like I have the most sort of happy memories of watching Christmas Story. Yeah. 
But at no point in A Christmas Story does anyone get called a dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, warm-headed sack of monkey <laughs> shit. Which really... So you guys say Christmas Vacation? No, really? I'm going to pick Christmas Story if I can be promised to have the clip <laughs> of Clark freaking out in okay. That's successful. Christmas Vacation. I think I'd have to pick, even though I really, really, really want to pick Jingle all the way. You're going to pick Year Without a Santa Claus. I'm going to pick Year Without a Santa Claus. It's my favorite. It's the most, I it is the most like traditionally Christmas, and I love Arnie. I'll watch some of his other movies. Um, I love Jingle all the way, and I'm probably going to watch it today while I edit uh, the first day of Vlogmas. But, uh, <laughs> but I have to go with Year Without a Santa Claus. It's a classic for a reason. I've loved it ever since I was a kid, and it makes me feel like that and Muppet Christmas Carol are like the two movies that make me most feel like Christmas that I have to watch every year. And I would like to congratulate both of us for never mentioning either of the Tim Burton Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, being obviously Nightmare, but also uh, Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. I guess that's I feel like a large movie. portion of Edward Scissorhands also takes place on Christmas. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, well. What a, you know, the thing about Edward Scissorhands, the biggest problem with Edward Scissorhands is... If I wanted to watch a movie with a character who looks more or less exactly like that, I would watch The Crow. Yeah, that's true. Which has a much better soundtrack. Yeah, that's fair. And Lord Nikon from Hackers gets a fucking knife through his chest. Yeah, but you don't have Lydia Dietz. Yeah, but I can watch Beetlejuice, which has a much <laughs> better soundtrack. And I don't think Lord Nikon from Hackers is in that. No, I don't but think so. Alec Baldwin is in that, and I love him too. Okay. So, what are we talking about next week? We are talking about our favorite Christmas traditions. Christmas traditions. All right. Well, we will see you probably next week. Hopefully. If not, the week after. Keep waiting and have a. Terrible, terrible Christmas. No, have a great Christmas. I hope the people who vex you meet their doom. I am also willing to hear arguments about why love actually is good, but be warned, I probably will not agree with you. I am passionately unwilling to listen to arguments about why Elf should not be destroyed. So don't destroyed. tweet at us about them. So unless you want to engage in actual fisticuffs... Would you think they should... Uh, they should fight me. There we go. I will beat them to death in the street. <laughs> okay, this that is, was too this far. This is one of those... <laughs> that was too far. I should not have set you up for that like, one. <laughs> this is not like a, oh, we're going to like argue about it. Like This is one of those, I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or your body. <laughs> On that note, stay spooky. Stay jingly. Just spooky. <laughs> Abolish Christmas. And I guess watch the vlog for a live looking. <laughs> if you want to hear this podcast before it gets published. Or long after, depending on <laughs> when you're looking at it.